You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Consulted Counselor Series. In this series, I answer parenting-related questions so that you can be present and at ease with your child and live life mindfully. Today's question is, my high-excelling middle schooler scored in the 70s on a test, so as a consequence, I took the phone away because I know that TikTok is life. Now, of course, she hates me. Is this the right thing to do? Well, two things really stand out to me here, and I'm going to start with the most obvious one, which is the phone and social media, before getting into the one that I actually feel makes the biggest impact. So coincidentally, just this week, which is the last week of January bleeding into the first week of February, the U.S. surgeon said that she believes 13 is too young to be on social media platforms. Now, it's really interesting because TikTok and Snapchat do require users to at least be 13 before using those websites. But we know more often than not that kids are on social media really early. And I want to rephrase that. We know more often than not that adults, parents, allow their kids to be on social media really early. So I want us to take responsibility for allowing our kids, middle schoolers or younger, to be on social media because although that may be a big pressure for parents, we are the ones ultimately that give them the phone and set the rules for how they should use the phone. So let's remember that first. Let's also remember that the reason why this is coming from the U.S. Surgeon General is because we see the impact that phones and social media really have on our kids. Social media is linked to symptoms of depression, anxiety, body image issues, lower life satisfaction. And this is not only true for kids, but it's even true for adults because all we see are folks' highlight reels and not actually what is happening on day to day. And being that it's a true statement that adults sometimes even make those types of assumptions and our brains are fully formed, imagine these young children where their prefrontal cortex is still taking shape at their age. So there are a few things that we can do as parents to help our kids navigate this age of social media. First and foremost, let's have open and honest discussions on screen time and what they think they need versus what they want. And then let's come to a happy medium if that is a decision that your family makes. And another thing you can do is agree on simple things, at least while they're home. So for example, when you're eating dinner, perhaps you make it a phone-free hour, or maybe you eat dinner and play a game. And during that whole time, it's no phone time, but that has to be true for you as well as for them so that everybody is fully present and partaking in that family time. Another thing that you can do is create a family media plan. 
And what that includes is first and foremost, a list of priorities to choose from. So before even touching the phone, especially if your kids are younger, what are some other things that they can do before going to the phone or maybe before going to the switch or turning on Disney Plus or Netflix? Can they play with Legos or magnet tiles or do a puzzle, do their homework, practice the piano, practice whatever it is that they need to work on even before turning to any form of device. And then when they do go to the device, what are the things that they should be checking before getting into the fun stuff? So try to make the plan practical so that they can use it for their advantage. And while it can be stated, it does make more sense to have it perhaps written down so that you can always refer back to it. And lastly, when it comes to having consequences, like in this case, you want to make sure that the consequence fits the crime. So if it's something where the child didn't study because of too much phone time, then it does make sense to perhaps take the phone away. But if it was due to something different, we may want to rethink that. And we may even want to write these things down so that your child knows exactly what the outcome or the consequence is going to be if something happens. That way there's no question or negotiation trying to happen when it does come time to implement a consequence and or outcome. And now moving on to the second thing. You mentioned your child was high excelling. So I'm assuming that they usually get marks greater than a 70, which by the way, technically isn't a failing grade, although, you know, it's low, but the fact that they did get it this time, it's an outlier. And we want to take that into consideration. We know that so much emphasis is put on grades, but in reality, are we more concerned about the grades or are we more concerned with our kids actually learning about things that are being presented to them? So you can have conversations with questions like, well, what do you think happened on this particular test? Do you think that you were well-prepared? Did you do your very best? What would you do differently if you could press rewind? Do you understand what you're learning? Or did you misunderstand how the information was presented? There is something to be said of giving them the benefit of the doubt and having them be able to explain themselves as to what they think happened. And sometimes this is tough, more so for the parents than it is for the kids. And we do want to explore the idea that perhaps something about the presentation of the information, aka the teaching, may have been off on that day. And that's even a discussion to have with the teacher. A discussion, not a complaint session, not pointing fingers, but just a discussion. Because let's say as an educator, if everyone in the class fails one concept, we do want to think about, well, is it the way that the concept was being presented or is it just a tough concept to understand? So have an open discussion with your child. If they actually did their very best and just had a hard time understanding the concepts, then perhaps there are other things to be put in in place as opposed to or instead of just taking the phone away. But both things do need to be looked at to make sure that your child has the best plan in place in order to meet success, however it is that your household defines that. So I hope this helped. 
If you think it could help another mom or dad friend, be sure to share it with them and subscribe or follow to the podcast so that you don't miss the next one. And if you have any questions for the Consulta Counselor series, you can always email me at podcast at freetobemindful.com or DM me on Instagram at Counselor V De Jesus. And remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Thanks so much and catch you next time.